Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Property Podcast. My name is Stephen Clark and I'm joined with my co-host as always, Nick Ponte. How are you doing, Nick? Uh, how you doing, my man? It's uh, We're recording this late, late, but uh, we are committed to the Scottish Property Podcast listeners. Yep, we sure are, mate. Um, this week we're going to discuss the ever-popular B-R-R-R-R-R-R strategy. How many hours The strategy. So this is like the new kid. It's not a new kid in the block. This has been this is a strategy that's been done for for a long, long time. But somebody on a guru course is calling it the burr, the B R R R. So it's becoming. You know, people are quite asking about it. People are getting involved in property. Are starting out are obviously asking about it. And there's quite a lot of people active on the Scottish Property Podcast Facebook group that are doing this exact strategy. So we thought we would just chuck a quick podcast out, describe the the strategy in layman's terms. So if anyone's listening to it that's wanting to get into it and wanting to understand the basics of it. We're going to talk about it right now tonight, aren't we, Nick? Yeah, so what does it actually stand for, first of all? So what it stands for is buy, renovate, rent, and then refinance. I always right. get that mixed up. I always <laughs> get that the wrong way around. But do you know, uh, I listen to some American podcasts and YouTube channels and stuff like that, and they stick an extra R on the end as well. See, they put a repeat on the end as well. So right. They repeat it, you know. So, so that's what the burrs for then. Ah, exactly. So, no, to be honest with you, you know... There's a strategy is, we both do as well. It is, no, definitely. And it is, it's a, you, the reason why you hear so many people talking about it is because it is an absolutely fantastic strategy if you can nail it and you can get it right. Um, so, you know, what the, what the key key things to the success of carrying out a successful burr, if you like. So let's start at the, the, the top end and start so, at the, Right at the start, buy-in. You've got to buy it right. You've got to be able to buy it either below market value and or be able to add value through a renovation. So the numbers must work that your end value on your finished product um, releases the money or most to the... A lot of people want to get all the money back out, but you, you know yourself, Nick, this is it's getting harder and harder to make sure you get all the money back out now. So, you know, if, if you're leaving a few thousand pounds in it, it's better than... It's still, it's still a a BRR, you know, um, property investment. But yeah, the buy, you've got to get right. You've got to be like, you, you're making the money when you buy. And this strategy can be fully maximized when you buy. So when you say buying it right, what what exactly do you mean by that, buying it right? So I think understanding your end values, understanding what the property is going to be valued at once you've carried out a renovation, whether you can come up with a creative way of adding value through renovations, even better right now in, a, in the hot market that we're currently in. Um, or simply below below market value. Yeah, so let's just give us a, a typical example then, you know, of what you might be looking at. So if we can work off a number of an end value of, say you saw a property that was end value, you saw other comparables in the street selling for £100,000. Let's just keep it a round figure, right? What you what really would you be looking to purchase that property? Say it needed a £10,000 refurb. What would you, I'm putting you on the spot here now. And it's late, so you need to do your maths quickly in the heads, right? What really would you be looking to buy that property for at a purchase price? £60,000. £60,000. Right, so if we work that example, right? So purchase price, 60000 Then mm-hmm. obviously you're either purchasing with... Uh, um, so how a lot of where people get stuck on this is how can you purchase? Because bear in mind, we're looking to refinance this and we're looking to remortgage this in six months, aren't we, to get to get the refinance. So 
how would you recommend purchasing it with a with a standard buy to let mortgage, bridge and finance, or what's the best way? So yeah, you could, you could do it three ways. You could buy a cash, you know, buy a cash, add the value to the renovation, and then put a mortgage on the back end of the completed work. Or you buy a buy to let mortgage, you take a further advance of it in six months, and you explain to the lender that you've you've carried out a full renovation, and here's your your kind of scope of works. This is what you, this is the work that you've carried out on the property. Maybe some before and after pictures, and obviously then. You're, you're pulling out a further advance on that mortgage um, or you bridge it and the same kind of process as buying cash, you'll bridge it and you'll exit onto a, a buy to let product at six months where they'll revalue at the new value and you'll yep. be able to hopefully pay off your bridge and have the money back out. Bear in mind, we've done podcasts on bridging finances and, and bridging finance is quite costly and you need to factor extra in there. It needs to be quite a, a chunky margin in the deal to make that work on the bridging. Um, yes, so... so and, and, and the, the example you just kind of put me on the spot there and said the numbers, and the reason why I said 60 off the top of my head was if you're spending 10, if you're, if you're, so Nick's example was the £100,000 end value. If you put a 75%, sorry, 75% loan to value mortgage on the back end of that, you're getting a mortgage for 75000 So take away your £10,000 for a renovation, it's taking you to 65, and then you've got your ADS and legal fees to pay on it as well. So that's, that's why straight away in my head, I just said £60,000 I'd have to work at. So this would be an investment where you would be at the refinance stage where you're getting the surveyor in from the mortgage company at the end and he's hopefully going to value it at £100,000 based on your market comparables that you've done the research at the start on. If you get that end valuation figure, then basically you should be getting all the money that you initially put into the deal, which includes your deposit or your cash buy plus your renovation costs, all that cash that you've invested in it you should be able to get that back out. Now, what we said at the start was, in reality, to find these deals now, it is getting harder. Stephen himself, you can follow him on Facebook and Instagram, he is getting them uh, in a specific area. <laughs> um, but, you know, they're still they're still doable. But you put a lot of hard work into getting these deals, Stephen. They don't just come along willy-nilly, you know? Yeah, that's right. You have to get a whole lot of ad rejections before you get the, the yes. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, there's a fair amount of work that goes into them, as you know, Nick. Um, so, so yes, the next part of this BRR that we've kind of discussed there was the, the renovation. So how would you carry your renovations on a, on a simple buy to let? Um, well, the thing is, what you've got to do is it's very difficult at the start when you don't have any experience. So you need to get on the Scottish Property Podcast group. You need to speak to other investors about what it costs to do a kitchen, what it costs to do a bathroom. You've got to obviously have these figures all done before you even make the offer as well. Um, but when it comes to the refurbishment, it's just a case of, you know, getting in there, getting stuck in, try and keep to the schedule of works like you say, because the secret is to try and get it, get it done quite quickly because you don't want to be sitting there, you know, racking up finance costs, not having a tenant in, that will just start to cost you more and more money and it's yeah. just wasted rent. Yeah, the quicker you move out of the renovation stage and onto the rent stage, the better, because if you, like you say, Nick, if you're, you know, if you've got that flat or the house for six months and you don't rent it out, that's lost income for a potentially three or four months that you could have had. So if you if you can be in and out quite quickly in your renovation and rental, you're getting you're then generating rental income. And if you've bought it cash, you're generating rental income for probably probably three or four months before you put a mortgage on it. So that could that could also help to make that a successful strategy and get all your money back out because you know six hundred pound a month times three or four months an extra couple of grand um, to, to Pay for fees, pay for you know, pay for stuff that you may have went over spend on the renovation as well. 
I think it's important to say at this stage a couple of wee things that are, are important. I think that with this strategy, I think you really need to be significantly adding value. So when we say that, that's like talking about a kind of quite a major refurbishment. You're not just going in giving it a lick of paint and new carpets. That generally is not really going to cut the mustard in terms of getting the, the end value that you want because you're trying to add as much value as possible. You want that surveyor to come out and go, wow, yeah, this has been really, this is a top job. This, you know, I'm going to give this the, the, the end value that this, this guy is looking for or, or girl is, is looking for. What do you think yeah, about that? Yeah, absolutely. And your your surveyor and your lender will probably check, check back the history of the property. And if they see that, you know, it was sold three six months ago, and they look at the pictures online and you've just licked it with grey paint or you've just changed the carpet, then yeah, they're not going to go and value it by 25 or 30%. You're right. So they're, they're, you're going to have to prove that you've done that that, um, that refurb to generate that, that end value. Generally speaking, we're talking about new kitchen, new bathroom, you know, repaint, new, new flooring, cover, uh, floor coverings, possible replastering. You know, you might get away with the central heating system if it's decent, leaving that and the windows. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so that takes us on to the third, second R, third part of the BRR R strategy, and it's rent. Um, with myself as an investor, I have a management agent that I always use, and I put them straight to a letting agent. But Nick, you better touch on some aspects that are important to consider when going to the rent stage. Well, I think with rent, obviously, you've got a rent is another key figure uh, and comparable that you need to do at the start because you want to make sure that it cash flows well. And when we say cash flow, that's what profit you're left with at the end. So when you refinance it and you've got your mortgage costs, you've got your insurance, you've got your factors, you really want to be making, well, for me personally, it's different for everybody, but I really want to be making at least £250 a month positive cash flow, you know, to make it a decent deal. Um, you know, so that's quite important. And obviously to do your rent comparables, it's quite straightforward. Again, you just jump on Google, type in the street, Look at other properties that have rented through Zoopla, Rightmove, etc. You don't necessarily need an agent for it, but obviously if you're using a letting agent, management agent, then you can just call them up or you can call up local agents in that area. And you have to factor in their costs. So a letting agent's fees will probably be around, what, 10%? Yeah, so exactly. So you're putting all these into your spreadsheet, all these costs and at the bottom line, you've got the net cash flow, which is in effect your profit. And that will give you your return on investment figure. So you get your bottom line, which is your profit, your cash flow figure. You times that by 12, that will give you your annual uh, net income. And then you divide that by the cash that will be either initially put in the deal or the cash that you know, you've got left in the deal after six months. And when you put that figure, if you divide that um, overall 12-month profit divided by the cash you've got left in the deal, sometimes it's like an infinite return because you've got nothing left in. Sometimes if you've got £5,000 that you've left in, it can be something astonishing like 40 50% return on your investment. It's amazing. That's why the strategy is so powerful. Yeah, I like it as well. And, and you'd hit the nail right on the head there, Nick. As, as an investor, you want to look into what return you get on your cash. I mean, when, when people ask me what yield do you get on a property, I kind of just goes over my head because I'm like, that's kind of an old school way of thinking. You know, what cash you have you got like invested gross, in you, you mean like gross rental yield? So gross rental yeah. yield is when you've got, say it's £500 a month, you times that by 12, which gives you your yearly rent figure. 
you divide that by the purchase cost times 100 gives you a percentage yield and the same. I don't yeah. think that really means anything. I don't think on this strategy it means much. You, you've hit the nail on the head. If you if you leave three grand in it and you're cash flowing two or three and a quarter a month and you work out your return based on that, um, not the overall purchase, and, that, and, and that's the way I look at the investments as well. Um, that's a good explanation, Nick. Thank you. And the last one is the refinancing. So when you go to refinance it, you... So how, how would you go about and making sure that your refinance value comes back as you anticipate? Well, this is an interesting one. First of all, it's timing, isn't it? So like, you want to try and make sure you're, you're refinancing. Uh, most people say, and, and I would use a broker as well, use a mortgage broker to try and get you the best deal. But most folks say that you're best wait until the six months has passed from the initial sale of the property because a lot of lenders don't like lending before the, the, the owners had it for six months. So if you have it for six months and then you get the mortgage deal, you're opening up to a lot more lenders on the market and you can get a much more competitive rate. So that would be the first thing I would say. Brilliant. This, um, before we wrap this kind of short podcast up on this BRRR strategy, do you want to give a case study example of one you've done recently? Yeah, well, actually, this is one that I've, I've just done in Middleton Street in Ibrox, and you can actually see it. I've, I've been uh, documenting it on the Facebook group, and I've put a couple of YouTube videos up as well. And I, I bought this in February, and obviously it got held up a little bit with the coronavirus lockdown. Um, and it's actually, I should be getting the off, the, I should be contacting the broker around about now actually for the refinance because that'll be about six months now, well, February to July, yeah, six months. Um, so yeah, purchase price, uh, I found this through an online auction company um, and it was on for a guide price of, I think it was like 30, uh, sorry, a guide price of 40,000, bought it for 39. 995 so just under the cutoff for the ADS so if you purchase a property over 40,000 then you have to pay 4% additional dwelling supplement so I managed to just get it under which saved me what 1600 quid or something uh, so purchase cash with my own cash I was in a fortunate enough position to have a bit of cash so that was good so I don't need to worry about getting any bridging uh, lending for that uh, I managed to get in there and it was pretty much a full, uh, the place had already been ripped out actually, so it was a full renovation pretty much apart from I didn't do the windows and the electrics were all right as well. I think the refurb costs all in were about just short of 11000 So straight away, all, at, all in, I'm in for, uh, now it's getting late now, so 51 plus there was a £2,500 buying fee as well actually with this online agent. So that's 53 and a half. So already we're up there. And my end value was uh, 65. And that was being quite conservative. I might be able to push it for 70. I don't know whether I'm going to go 70 or 65 for the end value. Say conservatively, it's 65 based on comparables in the area. Stephen, get your calculator out. I think it works out at 48. 47 and a half, 48 grand. Yeah. 48 grand, <laughs> roughly speaking. So yep, super. And if you, went to, if you went to 70, you're going to get at 52 and a half grand back. Yeah, so basically I'm going to get a, a bank transfer into my bank account from the mortgage company for, fifth, uh, sorry, for 48,000. Hopefully, fingers crossed, all going according to plan. Bearing in mind, I've put £53,000 of my own cash into that. 
and I'm getting 48,000 back out. So that means I've got what, 5,000 pounds left in the property? So in effect- Unless you get the Yeah, once I get the end valuation- Sorry, I was just gonna say, unless you got the valuation at 70. Yeah, unless I, unless I get the higher valuation, but I probably won't, to be honest with you. Now that it's kind of surveyors, I've been a bit more cautious and you know, it's coronavirus, lockdown, all that. Mind you, in saying that, the market is very hot in Glasgow, so there are other ones that are going to closing dates round about the area, but they won't show in the comparables for another uh, couple of months by the time the sales go through. Anyway, so what I'm saying is I've got £5,000. In effect, I've purchased that property for £5,000, haven't I? Yep, superb. Yep. So it's a great example of the strategy. I'm getting, and to talk about the rent, I got a tenant in there straight away. I actually uh, did a, a Zoom call viewing during lockdown. Uh, a tenant in there, I probably had about five straight away that wanted to move in. Um, I got a really good tenant, professional tenant. I had my pick, uh, 500 pound a month. I think I probably could have pushed that up to 550 as well. Again, I like to get things, I don't like to hang about. I just don't like to get greedy as well. 500 pound a month on the rent, after all costs, I think I worked at about £280 a month cash flow and profit. And do you know what? I don't even have the numbers written down, but it's a pretty good return. Let's just say that. Super. So, and the reason I didn't need the calculator there to work out the, those um, those numbers is I'm picking up the keys tomorrow to a one that's pretty much exactly like for like numbers in Aberdeen. Right, um, okay. 36 grand purchase price. I'm not paying a buyer's fee. I got off market. Uh, one bed flat, the exact same. It's going to do a full, re- uh, full refurb, slightly more by the sounds of the new. It's going to need electrics and three windows. So I'm thinking it's going to be about 11 or 12 grand. So yeah, I'm going to be in for pretty much the 47, 48 grand and my end values are bang on the same as yours. 60, should be 70, but I'm thinking the way things are going right now, probably 65, but that still gets me all the money back at the deal. Sounds good, sounds good. And I mean, do you know what? I would do these day in, day out if I could just get them. But, you know, it's, it is difficult. You do need to put in the hours on the viewings. And, you know, they are out there. You just need to look hard. So it yeah. is by far, for me, it's by far the best sort of strategy for building your portfolio. Um, I mean, it's almost like the holy grail of profit investing, you know, get you know, and getting all your money out as well. So that is the BRRRR strategy, the B-R-R-R-R. And uh, if any of you want to know more about that, then jump on the Scottish Property Podcast Facebook group where there's quite often people giving real life case studies of this happening all over the country. And it's really interesting what some people are doing. Uh, I mean, there's some phenomenal deals going up in that group and uh, real, real life stuff. People doing videos and that as well and sharing the knowledge, sharing the information. But it's important to get your power team right. So that'll involve, you know, getting a letting agent who knows the numbers in the rental area. It'll involve getting a, a mortgage broker as well, which will help you out with the refinance. And if you're going down the route of purchasing cash and you don't necessarily have the cash, then there's always ways of doing it with uh, joint ventures or private finance through either friends or family as well. So look into all of that. It's a superb strategy and one we would definitely highly recommend. Stephen, have you got a review for us this week? We've not shouted out many folk recently, but we want to try and give some more shout outs. I do, yes. We have a five-star review from Pete Harding, who's our regular on our Monday night Zoom calls, isn't he? Excellent. Um, He's actually one of my clients, actually, for the letting agency. So big, yeah, big shout out to Pete. Thanks, Pete. Yeah. Thanks very much, Pete. He says, excellent work on the podcast, guys. Consistently great content each week. Thank you for keeping us informed and motivated, Pete. Thank you very much for that. 
Pete, really appreciate it. And if, if anybody else would like to be, leave a review, we'll give them a shout out. Excellent. As always, we'll be back uh, every Friday with another podcast. We've also got the Monday night live sessions, which uh, again, are, are consistently we show up with information. We had a good session last week with a couple of guests and we will be doing another one this Monday as well. So join on that. There's usually 70 to 80 people in the virtual room and it's a good networking opportunity as well. Brilliant guys. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next week.